Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 277 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, Joe. I appreciate our pre-show pep talk that you gave me. I'm I'm ready to do this podcast tonight. <laughs> that's the that's the um, not world famous banter. Yes, famous for. That's the $50 tier on the Patreon. Exactly. If you want to hear what doesn't make air on Ad Odds, show us the money. <laughs> exactly. Or just send me, I don't know, a request if you, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know, man. Like, what's going, like, how's, how's the first week back amongst the living? And by living, I mean gainfully employed. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm starting at the bottom not knowing anything, and it's, it's, fucking crazy and it stresses me out but uh you know uh at the end of the day it's it's weird i know you love hearing at the end of the day uh, like it's God weird waking it. up at seven o'clock in the morning and then going to like putting on a like sensible clothes and going to an office building and uh it's all very foreign to me so check back with me in a month or two we'll see if i'm still doing it all right. Like I said, I'll, I'll give you exact GPS coordinations. Go say hi to the building where I used to work and the building where Brett used to work, if you could. Fair enough. I'm sure it's within uh, within spitting distance. <laughs> A picture you shared with us privately. I could uh, literally, if you turned your camera to the left, you would have seen them. Well, that's my building. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably your old place of employment is probably one of the empty suites in my building. Uh, yes. We're, yes. What floor are you on? First floor, uh, second floor, third floor. It's a very fancy and prestigious job. So it's the first floor. OK, because we are on the second floor. Ah, psh, that's where they put the crumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did I uh, and again, the, so again, knowing the layout of that building, um, the rail riders used to have like their corporate offices in there. Oh really? Um, yeah. It hmm. I if they're there, I don't see. I didn't see it on like the directory. Used to like I'm talking oh. like when they were like revamping the stadium or whatever. They moved their corporate offices up there while they were like doing re like con- corporate restro like they were doing remodeling down at the building. So mm-hmm. they moved up to our building and they took one of the the first floor offices. Oh okay. No. If you're stand if you're standing yeah. at the elevator to the left. Okay. That's where the rail riders were. Okay. Yeah, that's currently empty. Okay. I need to go <laughs> I need to break in and just see if there's anything left laying around. There you go. <laughs> yeah. See if you can find my prescription sunglasses for me that some one of the maintenance people stole. <laughs> I think there's a pair of sun there's a pair of prescription glasses up on a plaque somewhere in the offices. I didn't go and look at what it says on it, but Oh, okay. It might be yours. Maybe. Uh, I think it's like three prescriptions ago, so they won't do many good. Anyway, uh, this is not what everyone tuned in for. They tuned in for wrestling talk, right? Well, shame on them. Yes. And now, At Odds With Wrestling presents This Day in Wrestling History. Uh, I hope you like clips, motherfuckers. <laughs> I got. I don't got a lot of them, but they're all very long, right? <sighs> no, I have a bedtime, Joe. <laughs> no, listen, I have a bedtime too. Get with the program. You're gonna learn to sleep. You're gonna learn to live on three hours of sleep, like I do. <laughs> I was watching wrestling on my lunch break because I had no other time to do it. But go ahead. <laughs> in public? Oh my goodness! No, in my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. 
Uh, so on this day in wrestling history, 29 years ago, World Championship Wrestling held the 30th Clash of the Champions uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, in conjunction with maybe Nat P, maybe some sort of TV thing, right? Okay. Now, there's a period of WCW that I was not watching uh, as a teenager when Hulk Hogan came into WCW. Like, there were people in the South that they didn't like Hulk Hogan coming in and ruining their wrestling, their their Southern wrestling, but they still watched. Mm-hmm. I, not a Southerner nor a hillbilly, when Hulk Hogan came into WCW, I'm like, well, fuck this place, right? And I followed what was going on in WCW, like, in the magazines, and then, like, later in 95 and in 96, like, the early days of the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. But I did not watch a frame of World Championship Wrestling from July of 1994 until May of 1996, right? Okay, I, wa- I did not stop watching. I think I started, I mentioned this before, the Dangerous Alliance era, and I did not stop until it was they closed the doors behind me. Right, more on that on the Patreon, I think. Yeah, exactly. But uh, even though I was not watching, this was one of those moments that proliferated, I think, wrestling culture. So the main event of this Clash of the Champions was two-thirds of the Faces of Fear, Kevin Sullivan and The Butcher, a.k.a. Ed Leslie, taking on Hulk Hogan and Randy Macho Man Savage. All right. We're going to go to not the finish of the match, but this moment in the match. Only a two-count. You hear the mouth of the South manager. These two old, bald men. (laughs) Oh, no! Good night! Good night! He's got the sleeper on Hogan! The Macho Man coming in, but no, the referee let him know that is a legal hole in the sleeper. Somebody somebody leave the lights on! His lights are going out! Again, Savage ushered back. This is a legal hole, and Hogan has gone down. Hogan has gone down by the sleeper. Such a lethal hold. Hogan is down. He's out. He's out. He's out. Wait. Oh, hey. Brutus won. Wait, what? has come to a grinding halt right here at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, but Butcher thinks he's won, but he's got to cover him. And the referee knows this before they invented the submissions. you got to cover him. One, two, three. Well, why did they do the three-arm drop? Oh, Macho's got an idea Savage. here. Hang on. What's Savage going to do? Savage trying to wake Hogan. Savage trying to wake Hogan. He's going to turn on Hogan. I told you. He defibrillator elbowed him. Jesus Christ, I don't remember this. The monster's alive! He woke up Hogan with a big elbow over the top! And, woke- and will this be the shittiest thing that we talk about tonight, Adam? Highly unlikely. No, this is high art. This, this, is, this is Eddie Kingston Danielson, <laughs> you know, compared to what we're going to talk about on the Patreon. Whoever pitched that idea should have been fired immediately. And what a way, like ultimate politician like eventually you know hogan and macho man are gonna have a feud at some point right Mm -hmm. hogan is knocked out dead and macho man's finisher wakes him back up (laughs) yeah that's like the anti-sell that's like the furthest away that you can possibly go from selling a move in that the 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 finishing move actually brings life back to you yeah Um, so again, it's just one of those things like it was, it's, it's world infamous. I'm shocked that it wasn't making the rounds today online, but you know, there's only so much that you could talk about online in one day. I think they start putting governors on people, you know? Yeah. I feel like, uh, there wasn't any room in the news cycle for that. Oh my goodness. Well, 
Uh, also, no room in the news cycle. Uh, this day, wrestling history, uh, 27 years ago, was the first ever WCW sold-out pay-per-view. All right. Um, a largely unforgettable pay-per-view. This was the NWO-only pay-per-view that has the Miss NWO contest. They all come to, they all drive around into the building on like garbage trucks and motorcycles. Like it was a very high concept pay-per-view, but in execution, like an utter failure. They never did like an NW, like they used the, the names sold out again, but they never did like an NWO only pay-per-view again. Yeah, I remember looking so much forward to this because this was the height of the NWO and the NWO was the cool thing. So, of course, this would be the cool pay-per-view. But, yeah, it not wasn't. <laughs> and at the time, a rare Saturday uh, pay-per-view. WCW innovating. Uh-huh. Now, uh, also on this day in wrestling history is where our clips are going to come into play. We have our Monday Night Raw versus Monday Nitro from 25 years ago. Uh, Raw is the day after the Royal Rumble, as we had been hyping up for weeks on here. Austin's number one. Vince is number two. Uh, $100,000 bounty on whoever eliminates Stone Cold from the Royal Rumble, as everyone remembers. Vince wins the Royal Rumble. Rock, who's not in the Royal Rumble, eliminates Austin. So Rock gets the $100,000. And Vince, even though winning the Royal Rumble... He gets the shot at The Rock or whoever the champion is at WrestleMania. Vince has decided to forego that part of things. Okay. But some people may have something to say about that. Now, Vince, it's my understanding that you filed papers giving up your... Vince filing papers, huh? Anyway. <laughs> right to go to WrestleMania against the WWF champion. I also understand that you plan on appointing a replacement to go to WrestleMania. Well, Vinny, my friend, that... I, so it is an audio <laughs> podcast, and we're showing this clip. Look how fucking drunk these two are. <laughs> Stone Cold's face is so... He's, like, so flushed. Is that what it would be, the expression? Like, he's... Oh, man, yeah. And he's got, like, the goofiest grin on his face. Like, so not Stone Cold of this time, right? Yeah, but Sean looks awesome. He looks cool. He looks good for him. <laughs> he's looking right at us, Just too. Just ain't gonna happen as long as the Heartbreak Kid is the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation. And he still is the commissioner. What's he talking about? Well, Stone Cold and I have been reading over the WWF rulebook. Father what? Jack. <laughs> The, the official one, it's here somewhere. And it says that if the winner of the Royal Rumble either is unable or unwilling to go to WrestleMania to fight the champion, then the runner-up gets what? all rights what? and privileges. What? Stone Cold is going to WrestleMania? Because Mr. McMahon... Well, I guess what I'm telling you is this. Last night, when you filed those papers, you checked yourself out of the main event at WrestleMania, and Stone Cold Steve Austin has been checked in. 
A rule technicality has stunk Mr. McMahon. This is not right. What do you mean it's not right? It's a rule. <laughs> this is an impeachable offense, Michaels. I think Austin just the burped in the microphone, by the way. Book states. They're method actors. Mr. McMahon's speechless. <laughs> think I don't know of something. what to say. I wish you were speechless. Uh, Rock Austin at WrestleMania. Vince, I'll tell you what. I'm sure I scrambled your brains with that chair the other night. But I don't want you to get your panties all in a ruffle just yet. Because I got a proposition for you. What I'll do is this. I would love to have the World Wrestling Federation title back on my shoulder once again. And that's the bottom line. And that for damn sure is the truth. But I'll tell you this. I think I might want to beat the living hell out of you even more than I want that title. What? So to get your ass in the ring before that, on Valentine's Day, what I will do is I will put up my right for the WWF title at WrestleMania if you will face me in a match. Wait a minute. Uh, wow. Now, if I now, lose wait a that match, well, then that means I lose the right to face the champ at WrestleMania. After the humiliation you suffered last night, you want some more of me? Damn straight. Shut up. Let me just tell you this. At any moment last night, I could have thrown your ass over the top ropes. It was stupid on my part. I made the big mistake, and then Rocky brought his square-headed ass, square ass out So there. drunk. And it, so <laughs> drunk. It was a bunch of BS off from the start. I screwed up. And it ain't going to happen again. On your best day, Vince, on your best day, you can't lace one of my boots, and that's the damn truth. Well, you got me interested, okay? I'm interested. Go ahead. Well, what it seems to me is what you do best is run. So that's the kind of match that I want this to be. I don't want to be any kind of wrestling match because I could beat you any day of the week. I heard he's held. What I suggest we do is we wrestle in a cage. Come on now. Whoa! You and me in a cage. Wait a minute. You ain't gotta pin me. You ain't gotta make me submit. All you gotta do is run around that damn ring long enough. And if you beat me out over the top and on the ground, then that means you win. Uh wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's your specialty, Vince. You you're a chicken. You run. That's what you do. Let me think about it for a minute. Wait a minute. King, there oh, is no all way. The time in the world, you son of a bitch. Hell of a corporation. There's no way the corporate team can let Mr. Shamrock, McMahon get away with this. There's no way they can let him go into a cage. Shamrock? Did not say Shamrock? Yeah, I you said and Shamrock. me. WrestleMania title shot on the line. You will never, ever see Stone Cold give me another beer. You will never, no, ever see Stone enough, Cold Steve Austin Skull. in another title match. That's what we got at stake on Valentine's Day. If you got that damn guts. Or let me say this, if you've got the balls uh, to do it, give me a damn answer. All right, Austin, you're on, you got your match. No! <laughs> Mr. McMahon's crazy! Then let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this, you dumb son of a bitch. I will guarantee, there's that famous word again. I will 
guarantee you, I will guarantee the world that I will beat your ass all over that damn cage. I will walk right over your limp, bloody carcass. All right, Steve, wrap it up. Steve Austin will walk right into WrestleMania to face The Rock. And if I can't beat that son of a bitch, I should never wrestle in the first place. And that's the bottom line. Custom Cold Central. I think Austin sobered up a little bit more as that promo went on. <laughs> yeah, he was exerting himself. I have a serious question for you. All right. Is at odds this day in wrestling history cursed? Because pretty much anybody that we enjoy watching, uh, we find out that they do bad things. Well, I think we're inherently, because we're doing a wrestling podcast, we're going to run across a higher level of people who do bad things. That's just the way that life goes, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Just making sure there's no causality there. No. Well, so that's your A storyline going on on Monday Night Raw at the time. Um, Our B storyline, I guess, if you will, later on that evening, it's set up that Triple H is going to take on The Rock for the title in an I Quit match. Okay. So this could throw the main event of WrestleMania into upheaval, depending on what happens in this contest. Here comes some help! Look at this! K-Dash China! K-Dash China! Listen to me! Get your hands off the great one! Right now! You say them little words, I quit! Or K's gonna lay the smack down and break China's damn neck! No! What? You got that? Hey, you think I'm kidding? Kato breaks out in half. It's not going to quit or she goes for a ride. Okay, all right, all right. You and I, I quit. What? Triple H said I quit. Put it down. You smell what The Rock is cooking. The Rock wins. But Triple H had the title won. We had a new champion. But he said I quit after the corporate team abducted China. Damn it. The Rock has gotten away with another one. Should have wore a suit. You will. No, with like the entire cane outfit, but then with a sport coat and tie over it. The Rock was put through hell and back. The Rock was put through hell and back. Triple H was about to pedigree The Rock on the announce table. And Triple H said, I quit as Kane held China high in the air. Triple H came to China's rescue. Wait a minute. This ain't over yet. Now Kane wants Triple H. Triple H wants Kane. China wants some of Kane too. What's going on? that acting. What the hell? <laughs> Triple H can't believe it. China, China, China had turned her back on Triple H. King, what, is what the hell is going on? Rock! And now the corporate Rock, team what is dismantling Triple H. Rock, what is China doing? China, 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 slam. China, China has joined the corporation. And look at this, look who's here! What a night! And Triple H being systematically dismantled! And look at this! Mr. McMahon! I, and Shane, they're, they're welcoming!
of God! Into the corporation! It's part of the McMahon family! No, Vince, stay away. Stay, stay away, Vince. I can't believe it! The ninth wonder of the world! China has left DX! China has joined the corporate team! What a night! What a night! <sighs> so, <laughs> I remember where all this goes. If you remember, mm. your Gazint is here. What a fucking mess all this is. Yeah. It, it, rose-colored glasses portrays all this as, as being much better, but there's some stinkers. <laughs> no, it's all bad. <laughs> no, no, there's some good stuff in there. No, absolutely not. Now, again, there's a lot. there was a lot of Raw that we played, right? Now, uh-huh. I don't want to say that Nitro and WCW as a whole are any creative doldrums, I mean, that but I just true. did. Lies, um, we have lots of we have multiple Disco Inferno segments on the show. Uh, we have the beginning of the double elimination tournament for the vacant World Championship Wrestling Tag Team Championships. <laughs> did they at least have more than three teams on the roster in '98? They did. Nine. They did. Okay. Um. Again, double elimination though. If you know, if you lose. If you win, you go on, but if you lose, you go on to a separate bracket. Yep. <laughs> okay. You know how that works. Um, but this episode of Nitro has one of the most memorable, most memeable moments in the history of professional wrestling. All right. And Let's it's all thanks it. to one man, Mr. Hitman. Tony, with the announcement earlier on from President Ric Flair of World Championship Wrestling, I've set up camp back in the locker room area with this man, Brett the Hitman Hart. And as you heard earlier on, the nature boy Ric Flair, as president of WCW, announcing a mandatory United States title defense for Brett the Hitman Hart. That's coming up on February the 21st at Super Brawl. Tonight, however, in a non-title bout, you've got Booker T. You've got a full plate here, I must say. You know, I don't know what Ric Flair's problem is, you know. You know, I've always been a jam-up guy. I've always been I've always been a <laughs> guy that's never ducked anything, anybody, anytime, anywhere. Now, Ric Flair, you know, this is this is a case of a guy that's carrying around a grudge. He's had a grudge against me since I've come here, and uh, you know, that's fine. He wants to throw me in a ring tonight with Booker T. Who is Booker T? Who is this guy to even have a match with me, let alone a non-title match, because he's a loser? He's not going to get a title shot. You can forget about that. Well, he is not a loser. You know he's that. He's a Brett. loser. Now, Booker T, I want to ask you. <laughs> Sorry, I was. Hang on. I'm going to go back there so we can get Brett being a little racist um, <laughs> in the interest of fairness. But, like, Brett is, like, extra Canadian tonight. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he decided to turn it up for whatever reason, right? Yeah. All right. I want to ask you a question. Have you got the guts to step in the ring with the excellence of execution tonight? Do you know that your life is on the line? Your career is on the line. All the little kids at home, they're going to watch me tear you up and break you in little pieces. Is that what you want? I'm sure that's what Ric Flair wants. Well, I'll tell you one thing about Booker T. This man has held numerous titles in World Championship Wrestling, and there's a guy that we would be deserving of a chance at your United States title. Let me tell you, me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight Let's hear title. It. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW, and I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, 
El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa, I don't see twice. any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, at 50 pounds Who difference. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious <laughs> how about contenders. The, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. He's just you crib know, and Jericho at this point. You can say what you want. You can try to tear Stop these it. guys down and take them down. Psychosis has also he's been He's a high flyer of the highest yes, magnitude. This still guy's still a serious cruiserweight. Let's let's get let's okay, get some. How about Dean Malenko? I was going to give him a title shot. He was a big man. Oh. Wanted to injure me. Hey, come injure me now, you little punk. He's sitting at home with some kind of hokey injury. This is a real injury, Dean Malenko. Dean this Malenko. is like groin pull the likes you've never seen in your whole life. Well, he right now is nursing a very bad sprained ankle. Yeah. And as Ooh. far as that groin pull, you know people that compete in football and basketball. A lot of champions have to play hurt. Oh, yeah. You, so you're what are you saying? I won't play hurt. I'll play hurt. I'm going to play hurt tonight. I'm going to take this uh, Booker T and show exactly what I've said a minute ago. He doesn't deserve a title shot. And Ric Flair, you go ahead and bring up your grudge. You got some kind of a grudge on me. You can you can try to force me into situations. You're going to put me in a in a title match with whomever you want, whenever you want. Ric Flair's never fine, tried to Flair. force somebody into That's anything. Fine because Come you're on now. Me. It's because I beat you. I beat you the day I came in, and I beat you every time I ever stepped in the ring with you, and you just got a grudge against me. That's all. Against Make me. no mistake about it. On February right? the 21st, Am I right? in Oakland, yeah, I'm right. you're going to be facing somebody, and that U.S. title will be on the line, Mr. Hart. Whatever. Thank you very much. Tony, now he's stealing from Orange Cassidy. not too happy, at least about defending the United States title. Brett the Hitman Hart. Back to you, Mark. All, all right. right. So, no, 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 no. So, exaggerated Canadian accent, check. Yeah. Changing right. the name of cruiserweights, check. Uh, trying to find the, the least capable opponent to defend his title against, check. Noted racist Brett the Hitman Hart is stealing everything from Chris Jericho. Somebody, I, I can't remember who. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them on the show. It's someone we both know said, copy an A, get an A? <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. All right. uh, but... We are in Royal Rumble season, and it is time for the Royal Rumble. There were several different Royal Rumbles that happened on this day in wrestling history. Uh, two of the most notable on this day in wrestling history, nine years ago, Adam, if you want to feel old. The Royal Rumble emanated from Philadelphia, whatever the hell, it's the spectrum, just like Mike Tanay calls it. It's the spectrum. Mm -hmm. This was the Royal Rumble where everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win and he wasn't even in it. Okay. And, the, yeah, he, and Roman oh. won and they had the rock come out and like help Roman and endorse Roman and the crowd just shit all over it. And there's that thing of like the rock with that look on his face. Like what the fuck's going on? Like they're supposed to be cheering me. I'm the rock. <laughs> well, they're going to finish the story at WrestleMania this year. So, Oh my, oh my goodness. This is the real story. Exactly, nine years in the making, and from Philadelphia to Philadelphia. <gasps> oh my goodness! Don't tell WWE creative that there's an actual story to this, other than like, yeah, let's screw over uh, what's his face there. Yeah, and or, again, referencing the person we're not going to reference, it, it's poetry because it rhymes. That's right. That's George Lucas. We talk about George Lucas all the time. <laughs> now, twenty years ago today, Adam, there was another Royal Rumble that happened in Philadelphia. This one, the World Wrestling Entertainment, for some reason, never brings up. 
never mentions, and I wonder why. Chris Benoit, as great as he is, as impressive this is, Big Show of Chris Benoit is not a giant. He is not the Big Show. Benoit has been close on so many occasions. He has gone almost the distance against has Jr. on commentary, all white ring. Something's never changed. Well, that's the reputation Benoit has. Oh, but no cigar. Can Benoit win the big one? No, I don't like his chances right now. He's going. That's it. Hell of a fight Benoit put up. What do you Good go? job. Where do you go from here? You go to the outside. Uh-oh. Benoit fighting. This counter. Front head looked like maybe a dragon. Front headlock. Oh, front face lock in that that ten trick position. And Benoit. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. It's going. Benoit, look at Benoit. Benoit's hanging on to that head like a damn lock in a pit bull right. Benoit's a holding headlock. and holding. He's holding. Benoit Jones. Oh, Peter. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going to go. Benoit. Benoit. Did he do it? Hang on, show. John Peter. Hang on, show. It's going to Yes. Benoit wins the championship. Yes. Benoit wins the championship. What an exciting way to end a rumble in slow motion. <laughs> WrestleMania JR, and he's getting the title shot. Chris Benoit, well over one hour of hell, wow. has won the Royal Rumble match before 17,289 fans. And yes, Chris Benoit's dream, the headline WrestleMania, has come true. Chris Benoit has worked his ass off for 19 years, and the day has come. He earned it. Gotta get the man credit. Gotta respect what he did. Nobody has earned this opportunity. <laughs> we gotta respect what he did, Taz. Then there's the rapid Wolverine from Edmonton. An hour of a, an hour of hell in the Royal Rumble, and an, and a lifetime of hell for everything else, right? Uh, again, I, I hope Kevin Sullivan feels very proud of what he did, taking all that away from us. Well, yeah, Adelaide. And again, he comes in at number one. He wins the Royal Rumble, which had only been done like once before this. He beats Ric Flair's time overall. All these milestones. You think WWE would mention, you know, it's not like. See, I, I, I haven't been watching Raw, so you're telling me that's not in the by the numbers bit? No. Mm. Interesting. So they've had multiple people since pull number one and win from number one. And I think Walter now has the longest time in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, got to make it so that uh, so, somebody that we can talk about is uh, number one. Yeah, uh, but I love Royal Rumbles. Well, they're good, bad, or indifferent. They've been covering them with Michelle, the Royal Rumble herself, over on We Need Wrestling. Uh, they're going to be talking about the 2008 Royal Rumble. In and of itself, not a good Royal Rumble but it's remembered for that one fantastic moment at the end. Yeah, 100%. And, and plus, I, I really got to start writing down all the new in-canon names for people that the Royal Rumbler gives them. Because yes. when they come up again, you know. And again, I think Tim and Marcus mentioned it over on Final Wrestling Place. Like, if if you had a sh- if you took a shot for every time Michelle says, I've never seen this person before, when it's someone that she's seen in multiple Royal Rumbles and or has seen on recent AEW pay-per-views, do a shot. Yeah, 100%. Because it's like when, when Brian Nobbs came out, and she's like, I've never seen this person in my life. And they were like, that's Brian Snugs. This is like a, a known meme. 
I will say when she saw him in that, it was like he was new to the world wrestling entertainment and he was a little thinner. And I say a little for him thinner, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but let's uh that's that's enough about the past, Adam. Uh, anything you want to talk about that happened in the last week of wrestling? Uh yeah, I guess we gotta talk about like some of the, the biggest things dominating the news. Uh uh, bang bang scissor gangs together. That's kind of cool. Uh, right, right, sure, sure. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I really wish AEW would do the rankings again, and look at me, Nostravanus. Uh, they're back, so that that's kind of cool. Well, um, get, you know what? I'm actually going to jump on that one real quick because typically we try to just talk about what's going on uh, on the shows themselves, and we will. But there's other things that are going on that we're going to talk about as well. Um, I'm glad the rankings are back, and strangely and sadly, I feel as though it hurt this week's Dynamite. Yeah, they were very much, it was like the focus of television. Yeah, and like it definitely felt like a restructuring, rebuilding, maintenance episode of the show. Like, not to say that it was bad, but it definitely wasn't like good. There was no like standout match or anything else like that, but like the entirety of the show was getting over that. The, not only the rankings are back, but how important the rankings are. Yeah, it felt weird when when like Swerve was talking about it. You know, it's you can kind of expect it if like Hangman was doing it. You know, putting over the company angle there, but like Swerve shouldn't be talking about his rankings. He should just be talking about winning the championship. And I get that they're attached, but that's yeah, yeah, shoehorned. And I will disagree with you. I thought Edge versus Suzuki, although it was just the same as every other Suzuki match, like mm-hmm. I loved it because it didn't make any sense and it was still cool. It was funny because of how big Edge is. Yeah. And it was a funny old man match where two funny old men made lots of funny old men faces. <laughs> and I liked it, but it wasn't like, you know, eh, yeah. I- I'm doing my best, so... Um, I'm kicking myself. We mentioned, we'll mention them again, whatever, but, uh, we need wrestling to like a year end thing. And I'd sent an email of like matches of the year and I forgot doing my matches of the year. I forgot about, uh, hangman page swerve, Texas death. Right. I don't know why I blind spotted. Right. Uh, so I'm making a much more concerted effort in 2024 to not only keep track of like matches that I watched that I liked. But also, news stories in the world of wrestling. <laughs> okay. So that, like, come December, we're like, oh, yeah, Kevin Dunn got let go from WWE. Remember that? <laughs> Remember? Because nothing else happened. Yeah. Well, you know what, Joe? You're probably thinking of uh, what was going to be my top story when I wrote my notes. See, here's what happened. I want to give you some inside baseball. Because my I've been very short on time... Uh, yesterday around five, I wrote what I was going to talk about and I wrote raw to Netflix and that they're going to be more sports based. And then I turned off my phone and I didn't look at it again until an hour before the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the big WWE news. Oh, and also the rock is on the board of directors and he has the full <laughs> ownership of his name now. So he can be the rock in movies. And, uh, so that's cool. So th- right. that's some big news. I, I had that in my notes as well. And you know, we got to scoop and boop it on, uh, the Patreon version of Longbox Heroes After Dark this week uh, talk, being the first ones on the network to talk about that but it was one of those things where I woke up in the morning and I'm doom scrolling and I'm looking and I see oh 
Oh, look at that. Rocks on the board of directors for TKO. Oh, okay, that's cool. I put my phone down, and I went and I got a shower, and I came back to my phone like 20 minutes later, and I'm like, oh, Ross is going to be on Netflix now. Yeah. Uh, lesson, don't take a shower. I, you know how, uh, so when I was at work today, I had my Discord turned off, like the notifications were turned off, and when I got out at like 5, 5.30, I turned it back on, and you know that meme from the from TV show Community where Troy walks in with the pizzas, and yes. like there's fire everywhere, and like somebody's been shot, and somebody's choking, that's what my Discord looked like after not looking at it all day. Right. So just real quick before we get to like the big thing that happened today. Oh, also, I will say The Rock in promoting the fact that he's now on the board was making the rounds on media and all that stuff. And he's been saying on like talk shows that he's going to be facing Roman at WrestleMania, which I want to go on record and say I was right. You were wrong, and I accept your apology. I, I'm not going to apologize, but I will absolutely admit when I was wrong. Listen, I, I, I fuck up. I don't have – I never claim to have 100% batting average. Um, it's more so of like I try to put these things out, the positive energy for the things that I want to happen, like L.A. Night winning and things like that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, I feel as though there could be some more shakeups. Uh, anything can happen in the world of, res- of the world wrestling entertainment, TKO, and – Legal wranglings between now and the next two and a half months. You know, a lot can happen. Uh, but the Raw thing to Netflix is interesting um, just because it's the first time that it's not going to be like an on and over the air broadcast station. Mm-hmm. And it puts a lot of things into question. Um, what happens to the deal with Peacock? What happens to the back catalog? Does the back catalog go to Netflix as well? Um, if it does, when does it happen? Now, this also includes international because I guess as it stands right now, um, uh, Canada, UK and Latin American countries are going to be on there at launch and then they're going to start adding more countries over time. If you're not in the United States, you could also get SmackDown and NXT on Netflix as well. Um, U.S., you're going to get Raw and the pay-per-views. Uh, it's a 10-year deal, $5 billion overall. Um, and there's a clause in the contract that at five years, Netflix could re- Netflix and TKO could reevaluate whether or not they're going to shut the contract off or if they want to do an extension from there. And did you, this, say, did you oh, say Raw and the pay-per-views are on Netflix in the United States? Yes. See, I didn't know that. I thought it would like it was just raw, and the pay per views would continue on the cock. So I that's could... the we. That's the thing. We don't. Know. So WWE. So everywhere outside of the United States ha- still has WWE or WWE Network, right? Yeah. Um. So that's going away, which is making people think that the back catalog is going to go to Netflix as well. Um. But it says, uh, okay, so no, no, no. So yes, yes, my apologies. So uh, it's not in the United States. United States, you're still going to have to get the pay-per-view somewhere else. It's uh, outside of the United States where it's going to get the pay-per-views, the SmackDown, and the NXT, as well as Raw. Yeah, fair enough. Just making sure I wasn't mistaken. Right, right, right. And again, it's a lot of information to process in regards to how the deal is going to work and everything like that. And then, of course, this doesn't start until January of 2025. 
Raw's contract with USA doesn't er, ends in October of 2024, so there's a two month period there where Raw doesn't have a home. Yeah, this should just take the two months off. I guess, <laughs> or it just might be uh, they'll they'll do like YouTube exclusive. I mean, they can make some money there, or it'll be on Peacock, or it'll be on something, right? And, yeah. You know, they're just not going to do Raw, right? Yeah. And then this is causing people to speculate the idea that was going on pre-pandemic that what Nick Khan was attempting to do with a lot of the stuff coming up um, with his stuff in WWE was no longer do touring for some of the stuff and just do a residency where Raw is always going to be at this location, like as an attraction there. Whether there was talk of Florida, whether there was talk of Las Vegas... There was a lot of discussion in regards to where that was going to be, and those talks have now come back up again because of this deal going through. Hmm. Interesting. Like, why would them getting new TV rights make them want to give up the touring, which I assume makes them decent money? Because touring, no, touring is actually a loss leader. Even for television? Yep. You know, everyone likes to give shit to um, AEW and how poorly they're doing right now with, like, their houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was, like, shitting on them. was like, oh, they drew, like, 2,000 people in a 6,000-seat venue yesterday. Okay. Now, for the most part, Raw is doing well. But, like, I know they sell out, like, our dumpy arena around here. But on... Raw this past week, they did 8,000 in a building that holds 15,000, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, people's not going to give shit about um, Raw's half house being 8,000 people when WWE, or AEW's half house is 2,000 people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just like, if you don't have to have the production trucks moving all the time, you don't have to be lugging all this stuff, or whatever it is, and you could just have a residency and do Raw, just say, for example, like, let's say you keep SmackDown touring for the time being, whatever it is, because you do typically weekend house shows, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturdays, Sundays are pay-per-views, and those are going to be in larger places. But then you have Raw is just consistently in that one place, like, you're going to get something from the uh, the travel board, tourism board, etc., for bringing pe- pe- people into wherever you end up doing that residency. Yeah, no, see, when you first said it, in whatever reason, in my mind, I'm thinking of, like, all WWE emanating from one spot. But since you bring it up that, like, yeah, they could still do house shows and SmackDown and obviously pay-per-views. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love Vegas, and I think that would be pretty cool to have, like, they, the the old WWE casino didn't work out. So maybe they could do it again. Right. Um. So now, I guess we're going to talk about what happened today, huh? Yeah, sure. Okay, um, so let's just say, get this out of the way, Vince McMahon's a piece of shit, right? This is not new information. This is not (laughs) news that anyone should be whatever, right? Uh Uh-huh. But the woman who had made allegations against Vince in regards to some improprieties, and I'm speaking this very... In general terms, there's a 512 or there's a there's a 60 page court document out there that goes into detail um, the length of their relationship from 2019 to 2022, 
um, the things that Vince made this woman do. And it's disgusting and graphic. And if you close your eyes and think about the stuff that like, oh, well, it can't be that bad. It's worse than whatever you're imagining. Right. Mm -hmm. And a spokesperson for Vince put out a statement today, quote, this lawsuit, this lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene, made up instances that never occurred and a vindictive distortion of the truth. He will vigorously defend himself. And, and I'll just say this, whoever released this statement should not be using that Vince is going to be vigorously doing anything. <laughs> Especially after the contents of this, right? Yeah. Um, I hope. Um, and that's the thing. Let's say there's some there's some mistruths in there. I assume if this woman is filing a lawsuit, she's going to be able to have proof of this. Text messages came out corroborating a lot of the stuff that she said. Um, and again, I tend to believe the victim since Vince has a history of this sort of behavior, at least documented going back to 1987. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes in the late nineties by his own admission of stuff that he was up to. Um, but this obviously puts a lot of people into a rough position. And I say, as fans, what do you do? Like, is this the final straw for you to stop supporting world wrestling entertainment? Yeah. I saw a lot of people like encouraging folks to, to cancel their peacock and put in the, the, the reasoning, you know, the, the allegations and whatever in there. And, you know, obviously two days before the rumble, uh, a lot of people have that mindset. Yeah. So that's the thing. Vince is a monster, but he's been a monster for 30 years. And I've been giving that company, you know, money and my support for a good portion of that time. Now, listen, there's there's a lot of other wrestling that you could watch out there. And, you know, AEW is the challenger brand and you've got your indies and you've got Impact and you've got NWA and there's got lots of things. But I know some people are just dyed in the wool and they could separate themselves from whatever is going on on a corporate level. As opposed to, you know, supporting the company. And I, I'm kind of in a situation like that as well. There's there's people that work for that company that I consider friends. Mm -hmm. And there's people in that company that I respect, you know, that we're not friends, but we work together on the indies and other places. And I, I've liked to see the journey that they're on. And it just stinks that their journey just happens to be in a place full of monsters. And, you know, I didn't give up with the, whatchamacallit, the, the Saudi shows, and I didn't give up with the last set of Vince allegations, or the ones before that, or the Kevin Dunn allegations, or the John Laurinaitis allegations, and listen, I, I, I'm very freely a piece of shit, but I, I'll say this, I, I steal WWE. I, I don't watch on cable, I, I watch through an illegal site, and it, I feel as though, like, if you're in a conundrum over this, I can't cancel my Peacock because that has NBC and I like watching 30 Rock. Hmm. Um, and I'm on the lowest tier anyway. But that being said, if you still want to support WWE, just steal it. Yeah. I get the cock for free from uh, my internet. Yeah. So I don't pay for that. But um, And it makes me think back to you mentioned like, Oh, the last set of Vince allegations. And it's hard to keep them straight at this point, but the one that sticks out is prior to the sale and the, the formation of TKO when he was still in charge of the company. And 
Uh, I don't remember if he had stepped down and came back or whatever, but like two weeks after he got in trouble, he was back on television. He was getting a hero's welcome from the WWE fans. And I'm like, I dread to think of him showing up in any capacity. And I don't think the new management would put him on TV again, but like I could still see him being somewhere and getting like the fans like bowing them and being like, you know, Vince, Vince, like cheering for him and being like, how much of a super fan, like just a delusional super fan do you have to be that you're going to see this stuff? And even if you don't necessarily believe it, maybe you're just like, oh, she's going after money, whatever. Like to be like, I'm going to just, throw my full-fledged support behind this alleged uh, sexual trafficker, you know, and the sexual abuser, whatever. Um, like, to, to, to say that, like, I hate other companies so much that I'm going to still have this guy as my guy, you know? And, like, I even see, like, a little bit in, like, the, the only place that I see wrestling outside of our Discord these days, since Ed's not on Twitter, is in the Major Pod group. And there's still people that are, like, Hey, I'm looking for the Vince McMahon Elite 107 or whatever. And I'm like, really? Today you're lo- are, you're doing it to burn it for a bit because I can respect that. But if you're trying to fill a hole in your collection, maybe maybe read the room, you monster. Like, just people that are so obsessed with the tribalism that are just going to ignore this. And you said it in the Discord. It's all going to blow over. Yeah. He's not going to, like, jail. He's not going to, like, even if he's found liable liable and he settles or whatever you know he'll pay the money and a year or two later he'll be at like a wwe hall of fame thing if he's still alive hopefully not but okay i just i i have the feeling that much like a lot of people and yourself do that while this is disgusting and abhorrent and all this stuff it means nothing he's gonna be in video packages like within the next month um so Obviously, you know, the, the tribalism, the love of Vince in 2022, three, four is disgusting, right? But the problem is there's so many fans that have only been fans for 10 years, 20 years, even 25 years. And the only wrestling they know is this. And Vince has been propped up as like this savior of professional wrestling, both by WWE themselves and by a majority of mainstream media. And that sucks, man. Like, dig a little deeper. You know, we should not be hero-worshipping any sort of celebrity, sports star, whatever. You know, you as a person should just be doing your best to inspire those around you, whether it be family members, your own children, nieces and nephews, your friends, and, like, not worship, like... Because all humans are flawed, and the more of a bigger star, celebrity, money, power, etc. person that you are, the more of a flawed person you probably are. And it's, you know, and there are great people out there that do a lot of good with their celebrity, their status, their money, but we don't hear about that because that's not the sexy stuff. That's not the stuff that gets headlines, and I really hope that this does not fall out of the headlines but it's fallen out of the headlines dozens of times in the past. Um, You mentioned about people saying like, oh, she's just after the money. And I wish I could find it. I think it was the WrestleOps account 
they and they're not the only ones, but they're the ones that I saw. They went through the court document and they did a tally and dollar amount of all the stuff that Vince bought this woman over the three years that he was doing this to her. And like she already got money, right? Yeah, it'd almost be more profitable and lucrative for her to continue doing what she was alleged or whatever is accused of happening, you know? Right. Now, what I really hope happens is, because in the court documents, Vince is named, John Laurinaitis is named, um, Brock Lesnar is named, other staffers are named, and then specifically, there's four different corporate people. Now, I don't know who those four different corporate people are. There's clues that are given, but, like, they could be legal side of people. They could be production side of people. And, again, I'm not going to sit here and play a guessing game because that's not what this is about and try to figure out who those people are. But I want those people, if they're not already names drugged through the mud, I want their names drugged through the mud, and I want them to be held accountable for the monstrosities that they've done and committed. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And it's like, are we going to see Lesnar maybe not tomorrow or, or two days from now at the Rumble, but we could very well see Lesnar at Mania. Uh-huh. And I think that that's poor that form. Be, what's that? That would be poor form. Bad yeah, timing. A hundred percent if it happens in two days, but like that'll be a good measuring stick of how serious TKO is taking this. Uh-huh. If it's like, well, yeah, he's accused of being a monster, but it is the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, and we can't not have Brock Lesnar there. Right. Um, now, the one last thing that I'll mention here is there's not much that, like, there's not really much that we can do. Adam and I, with our podcast, we are very small in the world of media and podcasts and everything else like that. But there are people that aren't. There are people that are much larger. And those are a lot of people that are going to be at the Royal Rumble this weekend. And it has been the habit of World Wrestling Entertainment and AEW and UFC to have the pressers at their events after the show. Now, for weeks, everybody's been, you know, patting themselves in the back. I got my credentials. I'm going. It's going to be great. Royal Rumble weekend. Everything else like that. Now, one person I want to hold up is John Pollock, specifically, of post-wrestling. He was at the UFC event this past weekend, and he had asked Dana White why he allows the uh, the fighters in the UFC to have such a long leash to go out there and say whatever they want publicly, because most times it ends up in them saying, like, racist and homophobic and transphobic stuff. Well, I just want to say before you continue, I mean, Dana White is really good friends with a certain orange, hopefully soon to be dead, former president. Okay. So Dana White says, I'm not going to put anyone on a leash. It's free speech. I'm not going to control what people say. And that got John Pollock a lot of flack. He moved on. A lot of the people in the UFC world criticized him for daring to ask Dana White such a question. But I commend him for asking such a question. The news reporting is supposed to be, pun intended, at odds with the subject that they're covering. They are not supposed to be doing fluff pieces on this. They're supposed to be poking back. 
to find out the whys and find out the what's and find out what's hiding on these things. And John Pollock put up a thing today as we're recording this. It's a big, long thread that I'm not going to go over. And it just starts off by saying, always ask the question. Yes, what happened to him got him a lot of flack for even daring to ask Dana White a question. But if you as part of the media are going to be at the WWE event this weekend, at the Royal Rumble, and you're going to be at the presser, free speech is allowed to them up there on that stage just as much as it's allowed to you. If you as a media person do not ask that question to Triple H, who is the current face of the company, creatively, CFO, whatever his title is, at least to get him to go on the record and acknowledge it in some way, shape, or form to say no comment, I'm not able to speak about it at this time, something, you be that person to say that. And if you're the first person to say that, maybe the next person that goes up and says, why? This is an opportunity for wrestling media to stand up and actually make a difference and not be a joke and not be a laughing stock, I have absolutely no faith that anyone at that press conference this weekend is going to do anything of the sort, but I'm not hyping myself up that I think they're gonna. You're gonna get a lot of, what does this win mean to you? Okay. And uh, And that's who do you see as your next opponent? I get you're gonna ask Roman that sort of stuff. I get you're gonna ask, you know, LA Knight when he wins the title, that sort of stuff. I know you're gonna ask whoever, right? Yeah. But when you just meet straight air. Yeah. Who is on the board? He is a corporate person. If any corporate person, if The Rock shows up on that goddamn press conference thing, and you don't ask The Rock what the fuck his thoughts are on this, then you're a coward. You're an embarrassment to journalism, and enjoy your fucking clout because you should die. Yeah, they they want to hear their podcast name when they say like, you know, I'm so and so from so and so podcast, you know. Whatever. I agree with you. Very frustrating. It's frustrating. Do you have anything else? I I wish I wasn't into so many problematic uh, forms of entertainment. Comic books, (laughs) wrestling, video games, all that sort of stuff. That's why you need to follow sports more. Nothing but a bunch of saints over there. (laughs) Yeah. I think there might be a call or two about that later on. So, uh, you know, ending that, it's time for a bit, Adam. Yeah, let's do a silly little bit. My way, my life. The Lexus King moment of the week. Joe, since I watch NXT, because that way you don't have to, I feel like before we get into the Lexus King moment of the week, I would be remiss if I did not point out that on this week's NXT, we saw The Rock's shitty daughter standing outside of Shawn Michaels' uh, office. And then who comes out of the office? But it's Steven Regal himself. And uh, he comes out and he says, good news, Rock's shitty daughter. You are now the general manager of NXT. And uh, if you need anything, let me know. And I cannot wait to hear the Rock Shitty Daughter passionately yell with probably like a lisp, War Games. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, anyways, on to the Lexus King moment of the week. And Joe, this week, Lexus King faced Trey Bearhill. 
And if you remember, Trey Bearhill is the uh, the baby face, the giant dude, Native American gimmick, who Lexus has been a thorn in the side of over the last couple of weeks. Lexus cost Trey Bearhill his spot in the men's breakout tournament. So obviously we got a baby face against the heel. Lexus King has been like a swarmy, cheating opportunist. So will the heel get his comeuppance? Will we finally get to see Trey Bearhill get the big win over his rival? Or will Lexus King figure out a way to cheat to win, Joe? No, no, no. Neither of those things happened. Because we have an entire match of Trey Bearhill squashing Lexus King. And then out of nowhere, Lexus King super kicks Trey Bearhill to the face. Super kicks him to the leg, does a terrible clothesline to the back of Trey Bearhill's head, does his finisher, and beats Trey Bearhill clean. Yes, that's right. The heel did not get his comeuppance. The babyface did not uh, prevail. And this has been your Lexus King moment of the week. My way, my life. The Lexus King moment of the week. I don't want an outro version of that. I just like that it's, uh, you know. <laughs> I can just take the audio and play it in reverse for you. No, no, don't do that. Okay. Um, I, I did see the clip of Lexus King doing his finisher, I guess, question mark. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people spin. saying, like, man, what a finisher. This is great stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he also keeps calling himself the face of NXT, and I don't like it. I don't like it either. Not with that face. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, Joe, it's bad timing, but uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment has a premium live event this week. They do? It's Sammy Zane's taking down to the ring. It's Kobe Kingston doing his thing. Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the tribal chief yard. let's find out does joe know the card well joe according to wikipedia the most trusted source of all news of wrestling information uh the world wrestling entertainment has the royal rumble this saturday and uh i don't know if you're going to be able to get these but there's only four announced matches joe do you know the card four announced matches four <laughs> Well, uh, you, of course, have the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, there you go. There's one. <laughs> you have the women's Royal Rumble. Ah, oh, good. I don't know if you were going to get that one. You got two. Uh, you have Roman Reigns defending the World Wrestling Entertainment Universal Championship. Excuse me, against AJ Styles. Um, Randy Orton and one other guy. Hmm. Uh. And uh, Logan Paul defending the U.S. title against Kevin Owens? That is correct. Look at that. Four for four. You went deep on that one. Yeah. Now, I think I know it's on SmackDown this week um, with um, Alba Fire and whatever the other lady's name is. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Taking on. They're defending the. Are they this? No, 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 no. It's. Katana Chase and whoever the other lady is that were in NXT and Stink. Katana Chance and her friend. Yes. They're defending the tag titles against 
two members of Damage Control. Um, sure. <laughs> Asuka and not you, uh, Kyrie Sane. Okay, Kabuki Warriors, yeah. Yes, I think we're going to get like a fuck finish on SmackDown, and I think they're going to do a rematch at the pay-per-view. Well, that'll put some butts in the seats. Now, I also heard that they announced on Raw, I didn't see all of Raw this week, but they announced on Raw that there's going to be like three to five of the NXT women that are going to be in the Ro- the Women's Royal Rumble. No, it ain't going to be Cora Jade. Oh, well. <laughs> Luckily, somebody's checking up on her. <laughs> Yeah, constant checkups. <laughs> I think we didn't. I didn't get a call from Gary in San Diego, so I'll say it. Uh, how is it that? Well, you know what? No, I'm not supposed. I don't talk about that person. Go <laughs> sign up for the Patreon and go see my comments in the Discord about that person. Yeah, that those comments are behind a paywall. <laughs> you know, but I'll just say I, he's he's had more pictures with that poor girl in two months than he has with his wife in ten years. That's <laughs> the law of averages, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, oh, and the other thing. Uh, so we're going to be doing the Royal Rumble picks, uh, everyone who put into the pool, et cetera. Uh, we're going to do those after weekly purchases, right? Um, and I'm going to put a timestamp or a time code um, in the uh, show description when the episode goes out. So if you just want to listen to that shit, that's fine. Um, Adam is going to message everyone. Yeah, I, I, full there, disclosure, I'm going to do it like tomorrow after work. There you I'm go. not doing it tonight. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it tomorrow morning from the Ad Odds account. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but like I said, if you don't want to listen to the whole show, I get it. It's a lot of heavy stuff that we're talking about. But uh, any predictions, any thoughts, any feelings for the Royal Rumble? Uh, Phil's winning the men's. I'm sorry. The person that shall not be named is winning the men's. Yeah. I, I wrote wrote that down in pen. That's that's not changing. I don't really know what's going on in the women's division to make a prediction there. Like, if you told me Bailey was healthy, I'd say, sure, Bailey can win it. I, I don't know who's where in the women's division, which is a very uncharacteristic for me. Nor- normally, I've got my finger on the pulse of what's going on there. But uh, as far as the other matches, I can see L- Logan Paul is beating Kevin Owens because he's going to be champ going into Mania, right. in my opinion. And Roman's 100% retaining. So LA Knight's winning the title, of course. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Logan Paul is gonna retain the US title, so uh LA Knight could unify those two belts at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh Voldemort is winning the men's rumble. Now, up until recently, I would have bet money that Bailey was gonna win the women's Royal Rumble. Um, they did a promo a couple weeks ago that all of damage control was going to win the titles. They're going to have all the women's titles in WWE. And, and just a my- quick question. Who has the other? Rhea has one, and who has the other one? Uh, EO Sky. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but with Charlotte getting hurt and whatever else is going on, they've really been hammering home on TV like the last two weeks that they're going to do Becky and Rhea at WrestleMania. So I could see Becky winning. I think it's a dead heat between the two of those. I would not be surprised if they were the last two in there. But then if the rumor mill is correct and that Naomi is coming back, I could see them hot shot and then having Naomi win the Royal Rumble. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, so the women's has a little bit more surprise for me. The men's almost feels like a foregone conclusion. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the Royal Rumble. It's always a lot of fun. I get the countdown from 10. I get to hear a bunch of people's music who I barely recognize. 
<laughs> get to watch DJ get uh, get Damian Priest again. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, and I uh, get to see LA Knight win the world title. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I was opening up my uh, spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when uh, oh phone calls, we have phone calls to get into, right? Let's do it. But before we do, homework. Don't forget about homework over on the Patreon. We'll be recording it tonight as both Adam and I had the honor and the privilege <laughs> to watch World Championship Wrestling Super Brawl 2000. And you will get to hear our in-depth thoughts and discussions regarding yeah. that fantastic event over on the Patreon. Listen to the podcast about the show that almost made me close down the Patreon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but there is no homework this week because there is a pay-per-view this weekend. So That's correct, yeah. Uh, we'll be back with whatever movie Adam is going to assign the week after that. And uh, Oh, it wasn't part of the news. Um, wasn't part of whatever, but we're getting the phone calls. Um, they announced that Dark Side of the Ring is back on March 5th. Yeah, uh, I saw you have in our email the listing of the topics. I do have a question for you because I am not smart. Yes. And that is, what is Black Saturday? Black Saturday is when Vince McMahon bought the airtime on TBS to, uh, instead of showing Georgia Championship Wrestling, part of the NWA, to show World Wrestling Entertainment. You can really squeeze an hour out of that? Well, so yes, um, there was, uh, I don't want to give away a lot of, the, but there's a lot of sure. story, story and wranglings and so on and so forth. And a lot of people, you know, feel that Jim Crockett giving Vince McMahon a million dollars to buy that time slot back for Georgia Championship Wrestling and the NWA is how Vince was able to front the money to run WrestleMania. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I'm looking at this list and it's like, I say this every year. Like, yes. I'm like, oh, I don't just, I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in this, but they end up always being compelling. Yeah. I think looking at the list, I'm probably most interested in maybe earthquake, you know, now, now see earthquake is the one that like, quote unquote, I'm least interested in because I, it, I think it's just cause I'm like, I like the guy. He was fast. Right. <laughs> so like, like everyone, like Chris Adams, CD story, um, Sherry Martell untimely end, Terry Gordy, untimely end. Chris Colt is going to be the one that's going to knock people on their ass. Right. That's also a person. I don't know who it is. Perfect. Even better going into it. The fact that they're doing that as part of this is fantastic. Um, the Harley race one, there's a couple things, no biggies. Sandman, if they get Sandman to be on it, I think that'll be pretty cool. Kind of like the New Jack one. Yeah. Um, the Buff Bagwell one and the Brutus Beefcake ones are going to be like neck and neck for all the bad shit that they did. And I know they got Buff to be on it. I didn't watch the tra like I didn't watch the trailer to see if they got Sandman to be on it, but I did watch part of it enough to see that they did get Buff to be on this, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see Buff lie to a camera about all the bad shit he's done over his entire career. Yeah, I, I hope Buff calls into the show to promote yes. the episode as it comes uh, up, you uh, know, when we get closer to the air date. But, yeah, but the earthquake one is like, yeah, he died young of cancer, but he was a family man and, like, well-respected amongst his peers. Unless they have, like, some sort of secret story heretofore unknown that Earthquake was like, 
I don't know, an alien or something, right? <laughs> and, and that was also one of my criticisms before is that a lot of the episodes, because you've run, for the most part, have run out of the big juicy stories. Uh, the, the, like the, the ones that whether it be like Owen Hart falling to his death or, you know, things of that ilk that your casuals might not know about, but are just synonymous with like the bad part of wrestling. So a lot of the episodes are just here's a wrestler, early success, found drugs, died or, you know, found whatever ha- ended his career. You know, it, it, it was a formula that I can see a lot of these going towards. Uh, more so this season than the previous season, and more so than the previous and the previous. You know, I think the Chris Adam one, the Chris Adams one is going to shock you. The Chris Colt one, because you know nothing about it, is going to shock you. And uh, the Brutus Beefcake one, the Brutus Beefcake and the Buff ones, like I said, it's going to be to see all the adversities that they've had, whether it be unintentional or self-inflicted, that they inflicted upon themselves over their careers, and the fact that they're still here is pretty remarkable, but I always like the dark side of the rings. I know people are like, Oh, these topics stink, but I'm excited for them. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll watch every one of them. I'm, uh, I'm not excited for any of them, but I'm sure more than half of them will be really good. In my For eyes. sure. Yeah. All right. So let's get into phone calls now for real. Let's do it. Hey Joe. Hey Adam. It's Jayhawk. Long time. No talk. How you guys doing? What a day, huh? <laughs> um, all oh, that Vince McMahon lawsuit knew, and even reading through it, like I couldn't finish reading through all of them. I'm, I'm that disgusted with a lot of it. And to think, this is a dude that's already in his 70s when this stuff is happening. Can you imagine if some of the women that Vince McMahon was doing shit with in the 80s and 90s never decided to come forward? Some of the weird fucking shit that would come out. It's like, you're in your 70s, like you're not just doing this shit for the first time. Like, there has to be a pattern of this behavior at the point, I would think. Uh, and that and we're part of it happening today, of all days, January 25th, that is going to tarnish the legacy of being such an important day in wrestling history. I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier. And if not, shame on you. The most important moment in the history of professional wrestling, Bret Hart, Curry you the Dell, Al Dandy promo, <laughs> just, and just incredible stuff from the Bret Hart Fest work. It's the most important thing that ever happened in wrestling. Vince McMahon can't let Al Dandy have his one fucking day. Yeah, I'm, obviously I'm joking a little bit there, trying to make light of a, of a bad situation, but seriously, uh, I know it's a civil suit and not criminal. Uh, I honestly hope criminal charges are filed against this dude too at some point. There's like, even if this was allegedly consensual, there's got to be other shit. There just has to be. All right, I'm babbling now. I'm going to let you guys go. Have a good one. Man, does everybody celebrate Ale Dandy Day other than me? <laughs> yes. So I'll say this. Um, Jayhawk, thank you for the call. Good hearing from me again. Uh, not the only person notified me before we started recording to make sure that I had it in the hopper, in the queue for discussion and play the whole thing. And I, I don't think a lot of people remember the whole promo like we played it before. I think they just remember the part out of context of Brett saying, who were you to doubt El Dandy? And <laughs> I would have bet money because the fact that it takes place not in front of the live crowd, it takes place in the back set of the locker room, that that happened on like an episode of Worldwide or something, right? The yeah. fact that that was on Nitro, and I don't remember that it was on Nitro, is crazy. 
Because if, if you're on Nitro, like, you go out and get that pop, you know? Like, why would you waste it on a backstage thing unless he did it, like, in the afternoon and then left? But uh, I will say, Jayhawk, thank you for the call. Good hearing from you again. And uh, speaking of monsters, stay safe when you're around Butters. All right. Uh, next call. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Uh, all right. I mean, like, I I had my rumble phone call planned before everything today. Um, and ultimately, I decided you two already probably talked about it to death. Um, Brett and DJ are going to talk about it. Like, I don't need to be yet another middle-aged white guy adding my thoughts to this. Um, disgusted, bothered, embarrassed to be a fan. Um, really bad. And jaded and, like, is anything going to even happen, though? So that's it. Um, so let's get to more positive things. Hopefully, Rumble. All right. Uh, I absolutely think Punk's winning it. I think that that is part of his contract. And I guess as Seth Rollins is not entering until Mania, and they're going to hope he can just heal up enough to honestly lose the match to Punk at Mania. So I think Punk wins the men's one, setting up Seth and Punk at Mania. Not to go against Joe, but I absolutely think, especially after Rock's interview this week, it's Rock and Roman at Mania because I don't think there's a bigger match that you can do, honestly. Um, I see Walter, sorry, Gunther and Brock um, at Mania as well. Cody, Cody finished story. At this point, going with everyone else, I think uh, Roman eclipses Hogan's run. So sometimes SummerSlam or thereafter, Cody will finally finish his story. I think an interesting thing would be, hey, Cody, remember when you were the surprise WWE debut to take on Seth Rollins? Well, Cody, there's a surprise debut for you at Mania. Let's flip the script on you. And that will be the WWE debut of Okada. Oh. For the women's side, um, I no. think Jade returns. or I think Jade debuts at number 30. I think Jade takes out someone big that could have run, won the Rumble, maybe like a Nia Jax or something like that setting up a feud for herself. I think Bailey wins the Rumble. Bailey acts like she's going after Rhea Ripley, but Swerve, she goes after EO Sky. That breaks up damage control at Mania. Those are my Rumble guesses. Let's see how I did in the Rumble pool. Let's see how I did with surviving, watching Super Brawl. You guys watched it too. Can't wait to hear all about it on the Patreon show. Let's try to be positive about wrestling. We love it. We enjoy it. There's just some shitty people involved, and there was a big one today. I guess. You can almost tell when Kevin didn't, like, what the cutoff time for when he sent that voicemail was for him to include Brock Lesnar in his predictions. <laughs> he's ended about 7 o'clock tonight, so. Oh, then he's behind. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of Jade. I completely forgot about, like, if I remember Jade, I would actually say have her debut at 30 and just win because it's fucking Jade. And if you want people talking the next day, that. I think that'd be way bigger than having like Bailey win. Like everybody loves Bailey, but like having Jade Cargill debut and win the Rumble, nobody has ever. Correct me if I'm wrong in this. Has anybody won the Rumble in their WWE debut? Ah, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm gonna yeah, because I think I, it's I'm usually it's usually a return, not a debut. Yeah, uh, I mean. 
like people debut at the Rumble. That's not uncommon, you know, whether it be yeah. AJ Styles or whatever. But uh, I don't think anybody's ever debuted and won, and that would friggin' strap a rocket to her ass in the eyes of WWE fans that might not be familiar with her from AEW. I have a feeling that WWE is having buyer's remorse when it comes to Jade, and <laughs> I can't see them putting her in. I could see them maybe putting her in the Rumble. Maybe I liked Kevin a lot of Kevin's ideas. Um, obviously not the Brock one. The Okada one is very funny. Um, coming up here shortly, but unless Jade has been kept off TV for the last two months because she has been going through a rigorous training to get her to the shape and capabilities in the ring that WWE wants her to be, if you are going to put her in the Rumble, then then have her be like quote unquote main event of WrestleMania against Rhea. Again, <laughs> these are big ifs, Kevin. Big, big ifs. Yeah, they looked at Jade Cargill and they're like, "Get in the gym. You look like shit." Mm, well, anyway, I don't think that's. What I, it was, obviously but, not yeah. the case, but um, I don't know, man. Like, how I, I've seen her wrestle. She's was good enough when she was in the ring with people that you know could help her out and. WWE supposedly has some of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. You tell me that, you know, Becky Lynch or Bailey or whoever can't drag Jade to a good match. They've had worse. They had Ronda Rousey at the top of their card. You tell me Jade Cargill's worse than Ronda Rousey. I doubt that. I'm not saying anyone's worse or better than anyone else. I'm just saying that WWE touted and yelled from the mountaintops and had her shown up on all these shows of Jade Cardgill and then uh, Jade, Jade Cargill and then all of a sudden with no fanfare she didn't make a decision of what show she was going to and she's disappeared from TV and not a hair or hide has been seen of her since they're saving her for the rumble it's a mm-hmm. surprise okay well i Maybe. think all these, all these ideas are great but unfortunately uh, my pick i changed my mind my pick to return at the royal rumble and win it Alexa Bliss. (laughs) It's time. It's time. This show has strayed way too far from what it was founded upon. (laughs) That is talking about Alexa Bliss on a weekly basis. I could see her being one of the surprise entrants. I see her lasting less than the next entrant. That's longer than I'd last. I mean, uh, that's a good. Yeah. All right. All right. Next call. Next call. Hey, this is uh, HL Kids. Um, it's Thursday. Um, holy shit! I I don't even know where to begin. Um, so much has happened over the past week. I the Browns are out of the playoffs, <laughs> and Tristan Thompson has been suspended for 25 games for performance-enhancing drugs. I I, I don't know what to do. This is sick. Bye. Uh, Joe, you're not alone. I just had to Google who Tristan Thompson is. All right. He plays for the Cavaliers. That's the the, the hoop ball game. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I know I uh, hate your kids, big uh, Cleveland, Ohio, et cetera, sports person. But uh, 
Again, suspended for 25 games. Uh, I don't know about that. Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I yeah, doing. I mean, that's a harsh sentence just for having chicken and rice. You know, yeah. that's kind of a balanced diet. 25 games? I don't know. I would just, I just do more steroids in that time off. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not going to say anything about the Browns. Uh, yeah, so that that the season's over. I'm calling a truce with Cleveland until until the Yankees start playing the Guardians. But that's a while say, away. I know a lot of friends of mine who had teams that got bounced out in the first round or whatever it was. Uh, like it was like that Monday. They're like, "All right, basketball season, let's go." It's like, "Wait, there's like three more weeks in the Super Bowl." They're like, "Nope, basketball season, let's go." Yeah, I mean, I will say to anybody who is a sports fan, an NFL fan, whose team has been eliminated at this point, you know, whether you're a Raiders fan or a Steelers fan or a Browns fan, now that all of our rivals have been eliminated and the Cowboys are gone, it's time for us to put down our arms and unite in as one and just root against the damn Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we all need to just agree that there's one common enemy, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and let's get him out of here. Let's get him out of here. I'll I'll say this, less against the Chiefs, and how about for the Lions? But I don't want the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, so it has to happen this week. So root for the Ravens, Mm -hmm. and then root for the Lions. I think that's an agreeable compromise. Well, plural, there's only one Raven I support. (laughs) <laughs> sad scotty flamingo well played so it's pink button time young ed called in and it's now time uh for the exclusive home for any young ed hayabusa content because ed's never getting his twitter back apparently <laughs> and he doesn't remember the passwords for his other three burners that he has <laughs> Hey, Joan Emmett, Dad. Um, so, because uh, uh, this girl caught up, right? Uh, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so this is the only place I can address this. So you guys get exclusives now. Right. Uh, I hate it. I hate that he's leaving New Japan. I hate every fucking part of it. Uh, and I don't even watch New Japan that often. Like, they're down a couple times a year with me. Uh, but Okada is... Uh, the greatest wrestler of all time, and I love him so much. And uh, him leaving New Japan sucks, basically because it makes wrestling more boring. Um, I hate that everyone only goes to two companies now. Uh, Adam, I know, knows about this because he loves Japanese wrestling. It's like, I got super excited when Nakajima left Noah and didn't go to New Japan and he went to All Japan. Like, that's fucking dope. I want more people to get more guys. Um, but everybody just goes to WWE or AEW and it's fucking boring. It's super boring at this point. And then everybody ran down on all the podcasts. Uh, and I, I you guys watch AEW, so you're talking about it. I get it. Uh, all these dream matches for Okada and AEW. And guess what, guys? You can already have those because they have a working relationship with New Japan. So these aren't, this is a new, this is a new. The new thing would be WWE, but that would suck too. It all sucks. Like the not the the least boring place you can go is WWE, but that is also the most boring place you could go. It's just there's no good option here. It makes me care about professional wrestling less. Um, that you know, two companies get all of the people. I hate it. I I really, really, genuinely, it makes me less interested in professional wrestling. 
And uh, I'm sure you're going to say, yeah, but like that's who has money. And I get it. I understand why. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy it or be happy about it, though. And I'm not. I think it's super, super, super fucking boring. Um, you know, somebody goes somewhere fucking, you know what I want? I want, like, when Kobashi left Noah and started his own dumb little band in e-promotion, I want, like, Hashimoto when he left New Japan and made Zero One. I want Okada to make his own fucking dumb little company. That's what I want. That's the best option. That's, that's what, if I got to get to the internet with you, that's what I'd say. You did everything you can in New Japan. It's time to start your own little vanity promotion that runs should keep a first string. Uh, <laughs> get, you know, get some Yakuza connections, get some money, let's do this, <laughs> Okada. Allegedly. Please not, just gonna go to AEW, it's fucking boring. Uh, okay, bye. I mean, I was rooting for Okada to go to 880, but what do I know? Yeah. Um, there's still a chance that Okada can go to TNA, which would be very funny, right? <laughs> well, I don't think Ed likes TNA anymore. He, he the, the pay-per-view lost him. Oh, and we yeah, get like about sense, and we get Okada versus Ziggler, Okada Moose. versus Moose, right? All the dream matches that we all have, and I'll—I'll I'll be honest with you, I'm not the Japanese wrestling person. I understand the importance of Okada, and Ed made a great point in regards to AEW and New Japan having a working ar- uh, uh, arrangement. So it certainly feels like Okada's probably going to WWE. I want one match. And Kevin had a great idea in regards to his Okada thing. I want Okada versus John Cena to happen. That's it. Mm. I I don't care if they give him a one-match contract, and that's the only match that he wrestles for WWE. Because I'll be honest with you, I probably won't care about any other match that Okada has. But Okada versus John Cena is the match that I think is going to, like, cross the barrier, break whatever records, etc., etc., because you're getting all these disparate fan bases, and I think it'll be a nice, fun, you know, soft match for both old men, and uh, we could all enjoy that, right? I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> you know, right. I would, I will say I would look forward to that. All right. It wouldn't be match of the year by any stretch of the imagination, but much like like Ed wanted to watch Lesnar versus Omos. That would be the same amount of enthusiasm I'd have going into this. Right. And I think somebody in the discord mentioned, what about Okada versus Omos? There's still a lot of, there's a lot of stuff for him to do in world wrestling entertainment. Right. Yeah. All right. Ed does call back one more time. Hey, Joe and Adam, this Ed. Um, I don't have, like I said, on Twitter anymore. So now you're just going to get calls when I think things. Cool. Um, so there's probably going to be multiple calls most weeks now. Um, but can you guys, now Brent and DJ, turn this off. Don't listen for like a minute and a half. All right. Okay, good. So you guys and Tim and Marcus need to start, uh, and make it seem like a ground slow. Like this is the thing people really want of, uh, me, uh, being on, uh, we need wrestling the week that I go to, uh, see DDT with them. Like, we record it after DDT. Make them think, like, this is a really good idea. Because I haven't been on that show, and I want to. So just make them think that this is a natural thing that you of all guys, like, come to the conclusion you think this would be good. And don't let it seem like it was my idea. I got okay. you, bud. I'll take okay, care. Okay, so Brad and Deej are listening again. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what. I don't know, even know what make up what I would have said. Oh no, this is going <laughs> back. Abort. <laughs> <sighs>
Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why there was silence for like 30 seconds during Ed's call, but whatever. We play them like we get them, right? Right. I don't love Ed's spot, but I just assumed that since Ed was going to be in, that Brett and DJ were just going to do the podcast with Ed. I, I, I figured I they were going to like bank like six episodes with Ed. And I mean, I have seen all the people on on social media, like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag put Ed on We Need Wrestling. So I, I assume, you know, Brett and DJ have been listening to the masses, you know? I, I miss the days of unwieldy hashtags. You can still do it from the Ad Odds account. Just don't get that account closed. You no, I, 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 I'm trying to be much more mindful of the things that I tweet and say on both accounts. Because, again, I only I got... I think any of your hashtags ever got you in trouble. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what gets you in trouble on Twitter these days, right? That is true, since, like, you don't technically know what got the Joe Sposto account banned. It could have been, like, hashtag get Ethan Page a figure in the next Supreme line or whatever. Like, that could have been what did it. They just finally found it. Yeah. I don't know. But thank you for calling, Ed. Uh, So, again, we're still going to do the Rumble picks. um, Plugs and stuff. uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Maybe there's people that got let go from World Wrestling Entertainment and they're doing the indies now. I know Mustafa Ali's in a bunch of places. I'm sure he's got at least one, maybe two matches currently that are on IWTV. Use the promo code at odds. If you're a new subscriber, let Jerry know that you came to him from us and we get a little bit of a kickback on that. Um, clarity on something I mentioned earlier. Um and it was one of those things that happened in my head. I was trying to remember them. Um, I said that the 2015 Royal Rumble that has the anniversary today was the one that Daniel Bryan was supposed to be in. It's not. He was already gone. It was the 2014 one. Again, 2014, 2015, pretty much the same thing to me. Um, both very bad Royal Rumbles. Um, just so that there's clarity there as people are probably messaging me as they heard it earlier. More clarity on the LVAC shows. I mentioned the Iron Pig show August 6th. I mentioned the show at the Mahoning Drive-In on July 21st. I got clarity in regards to something that was on the schedule as just Country Club on May 11th. May 11th is the first show of the season as it stands. It's the Country Club Brewery in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I was told it's literally like around the corner from where Sokol's is. So May 11th uh, is the first show um, at a place that like people can go to for the LVAC this year. If that changes, if they end up picking up an earlier Sokol show beforehand and I find out, I will let everyone know so we can all uh, hang out this year, right? Yeah, I mean, that's four months without LVAC. I don't know if I can I can wait that long. So yeah. they got to put something in between, maybe two months from now. Maybe next mm-hmm. month. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I When WrestleMania got announced in Philly like two years ago, whatever it was, individually to all the people involved in LVAC, I messaged them and I begged them. I'm like, please do not run WrestleMania weekend. You will get lost in the shuffle. There's going to be so much shit going on and you're going to try to keep up with everyone else and you're going to lose your ass and you're still going to get caught in the sh- lost in the shuffle. It'll just let it be a dead weekend. If you're planning something, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And that was two years ago and they all said, yes, no problem. We get it. I just hope like, Maybe they just run Sokols that weekend. It'll save me the trouble of having to worry about Philly, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's a tea public sale going on as we speak. 35% off all the designs inspired by Ad Odds with Wrestling. 
uh, soon to be a network, other shows in the network, and Adam is going to name some of those shows in the network right now. Uh, those shows are Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hi, you bussy. And I, I just want to say here, um, it's been really eating at me. I just cannot stand the fact that Brett and DJ are not listening to their fans by having Ed on We Need Wrestling. Uh, and lastly, Final Wrestling Place. Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. I already played the other one before, so. <laughs> the only thing that gets played multiple times is LA Knight or the uh, Lexus King thing, right? Yeah. Oh, and use uh, our eBay click-through so I can get a cut of the fucking money, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. God damn it. I had to do my yeah. That's the only reason I didn't realize it. Hang on. Did I not put on the <gasps> soundboard? Hang on. Money, 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 No, money, stop it. Money. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. No. Your $100 van ski, your figures will be bought. Ha, 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 ha. All right. We're I'm, I'm still going to play it. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. And your figures will be bought. Completely indistinguishable from the version I just did. I agree. I like the uh, the acapella version better than the uh, the two productioned up version. You know, yeah, all the auto tune that Dewicky put on my voice on that one. You know, exactly. Uh, Joe, we're back, baby. Oh boy, <laughs> weekly purchases. <laughs> oh, where do I start? No, um, um, I purchased, I pre-ordered, as mentioned last week, I ordered the Jay and Silent Bob Major Bendies. So I said I was going to potentially do it. I did it. And as a follow-up to what Todd is most looking forward to this week in Longbox Heroes, I went on scoutcomics.com or scout whatever, the, uh, and I bought the online exclusive variant cover of rogues number one yes cool what'd you buy joe all right um so uh i decided to treat myself this week um the winter gloves that i had were a pair of gloves that my brother was going to throw out 19 years ago (laughs) (laughs) of course so I decided it was time to uh, get myself a new pair of winter gloves as the snow is over and we're now in 50-degree weather in Pennsylvania. Yeah, good timing. And I, I decided to break the bank and haggle at Tractor Supply Store for a pair of gloves that were not connected and didn't have a price tag on them. And I got them. They were probably $20, $25 gloves that I got for 8 bucks. <laughs> Do they at least match? Like they do match, but the thing that. is, uh, they were the only ones that I liked that matched my jacket, which is something I don't really think about that often, but that they fit in my big, giant ham hands. Mm, fair enough. Um, I did go on a spending spree of clothing as well. I had to buy a bunch of shirts for work, you know, right. and uh, uh, pants. So <laughs> I already detailed uh, the exploits of finding shoes. Uh, it was much, and also buying the wrong size pants. Now I know what size to buy. 
So I bought just a bunch. I was like, give me one of every color. But uh, I also bought, and this wasn't something that I necessarily was like super, super enthused at buying, but I succumbed to peer pressure of seeing the quantities going down, down, down uh, as they were being posted on the major group. I bought the one of 2000 Power Town Diamond Collection Carry Von Eric figure. Oh, okay. Um, I guess they went up for sale maybe two weeks ago. Um, and like I said, it was a one of 2000 and somebody posted in the major group a couple days ago. They're like, Oh, Hey, if you're waiting for the, you know, you're on the fence about them or you're playing the long game, there's only 20 left. Cause they, you can do on the power town site, the gimmick that I do with a lot of websites where you just, you can see how many they have in stock, um, by putting a large number in. Um, and then somebody posted, oh, there's only 15 left. There's only 10 left. There's only five left. And I was like, you know what? I'll grab one. And if, when I get it, if I don't want it, I'll flip it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I do not have any power towns just yet. Um, are they the ones doing the A24 David Von Eric or Kevin uh, no, Von Eric? That is, um, I forget the name of the company that's doing it, but that company has made, uh, I'm sure many, many things, but they made uh, the Karate Kid figures that you could buy at like Borders or, you know, uh, FYE. Like they, they make a lot of licensed property figures. Gotcha. Um, but this is like their first that I know of wrestling or wrestling adjacent figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Power Town goes, the only other thing that I've ever ordered, I ordered the, the Broski and Myers two pack. But that so these will be my only Power Town so far. Right. And again, I, I like the figures. Um, you know, I, I like that the the old folks that they have, but they haven't hit the right old person that I want. Um, yeah. I, I know uh, whatever, if they do a Fritz von Eric figure, I'll absolutely buy that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Did you buy anything else? I did. So uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I mentioned I bought a new printer for the house. Yeah. Uh, in the past, just because of space in the office. Um, we, the printer was on the floor in the office, right? Mm. Uh, it was on the desk when I got moved home from work and my work computer needed the desk space, more importantly than the printer. I think because the printer was on the floor, it got, it got fucked up, which is why it broke and we had to get a new one. So we got the new one and we rearranged the office with the intent because like you can connect it through the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Um, so we get it all set up. It's got its own little table on the other side of the office, but because of where it is, it's not connecting. So I had to spring another $8, no haggling this time, to get a long enough Ethernet cord to connect the printer to the computer so I can actually do it. I could do it from my phone. I could do it from my wife's phone, my wife's phone. I could get it to connect to every device in our house except for my computer wirelessly. Okay. So I had to get a wire for that so I could hook the printer up and have, like, a somewhat organized office where I don't have equipment on the floor. Oh, another uh, – those Joe Sposo purchases is what people tune in for. You know, print Ethernet cable. I'm practical. I'm a practical <laughs> purchaser. Yes. Well, speaking of practical purchases, I have one left. Do you have anything else? No, that's it, man. Um. So – you may have remembered uh, the fact that I, I one of my favorite video games of all time is Bioshock Infinite. I've talked about buying the toys, like buying sealed copies of the game, that kind of stuff, right? Yes. 
So not to get too much into like the details of the game, um, but it's set in a city called Columbia. And the origins of the city of Columbia in the video game is that they got the inspiration for that city from the Columbian Exposition. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, because I'm not familiar with the game. Okay, no, but I'm talking about the Columbian Exposition is a real thing. So the Columbian Exposition is what they called the World's Fair back in 1893 in Chicago. I'm unaware of any of this. Yeah, yeah, so that's like a shoot real thing. And Joe, you are aware of the Columbian Exposition because if you remember this season of Loki, when uh, Loki and Morbius went back in time and they were going after your buddy Kang um, and they were on a Ferris wheel. That was the Chicago World's Fair of 1893. Uh, it oh, gets re- okay. It gets referenced a lot in pol- in pop culture and like movies and TV and stuff like that uh, because of the fact that um, it was the invention of the Ferris wheel. Uh, they invented like Hershey's chocolate debuted there. There's like a billion things that were like even Pap's Blue Ribbon debuted at uh, the 1893 Columbian Exposition. So it's a famous historical thing. And it's tied into one of my favorite video games of all time. So I have in the past dabbled in buying the occasional coin here or there. Oh, boy. It's it's not too bad. In my research of this fair, and believe me, I've watched a bunch of documentaries about it uh, because, hey, I I have other interests, too, other than Greece. Um, So I found out that they minted two different coins to fund the fair. Uh, a 50 cent piece and a dollar. And funnily enough, these are the coins that you use as currency in the video game. Um, but it's basically called a U.S. Colombian 50 cent piece and a Colombian dollar. And they were U.S. currency, but like the 50 cent piece back in 1893, you would buy for a dollar. And that's how the fair funded it. But it was actual U.S. currency that you can spend like outside of Chicago, outside the fair. Uh, so I found I set up an eBay save search for one of these coins and a 50 cent piece came up graded it's not like the highest grade but it presents really well like if you Mm -hmm. look at it you're like oh that looks really nice for a coin that's 130 years old yeah yeah that definitely does look cool in the little presentation thing of those yeah and i mean it was cheap like uh probably a third of the price of some of the other ones i was looking at and uh again just for i'm Believe it or not, I'm a little bit of a history nerd. I have a minor in history. Some things just interest me, and uh, this fair was one of them. And just, again, the fact that it ties into one of my favorite games, I was like, I need this. Mm -hmm. I always forget that you're a coin guy. I don't know if I'm a coin guy. This is like my fifth coin. Okay. I was going to say, because you're a coin guy and a dabbler. That's a deadly combination. (laughs) See, I, I get my hands in a little bit of everything. You know, comics, toys... You know, whatever, coins, baseball cards, football cards. Sure. You know, old cell phones, sports cars. Framed old cell phones. Yes. Dirt from Yankee Stadium. Boy. <laughs> Knockoff Legos. Yeah. Knockoff Legos, candles with Ryan Reynolds on them, Chikara bore masks. You know, I got a little bit of everything. Yeah, Cardboard quite- cutout of Alexa Bliss next to the bore mask quite the collection you got there yeah yeah very eclectic but that's it for me 
I think we should probably do the at odds rumble opportunity picks. Yes. Yes. Uh, let us get cracking on that here again. I'll try to go as quickly as possible, but also as clearly as possible. Cause I am, uh, I have my little spreadsheet open here as Adam will be able to see as I pop it back up here. My mind is racing. Okay. Um, so I'm going, um, by person for each rumble, right? Yep. And you have two John Cena hats with numbers in them. I have two John Cena hats with numbers in them. Yes. All right, so I'll name the names, and then you draw, and uh, I'll write them down as well as you are, I believe. So right. uh, we're going to start with the – we're going to go men's to women's, men to women's. So starting right. with the men's, first person into this, me, old Vansky. In the men's, you've got number 28. That's not bad. That's and not the bad. women's, you've got number 26. Okay, not too bad. Uh, next up – Joe, you have two in each rumble. Okay. So again, I did shuffle these up a bunch. Um, so we'll see how this all goes. But in the men's, I have number two and I have number four. Oh, okay. Not great, but it is what it is. And in the women's, I have number seven and number ten. All right. Let's just call those dead picks. <laughs> All right. So next up, I will say that this person is probably going to win one, if not both, of these Rumble Pools because we were at capacity and this person reached out to me uh, and asked if we had any spots and I actually gave him my second spot. So that's why I only have one entry in each of them. And right, that is right. Andy Header. So he's probably going to win one of these because this is technically where I would have been. <laughs> got Well, in the men's, he's got number 12. Okay. And in the women's, he's got number five. Five. And I will say a couple people reached out to me uh, earlier today and yesterday asking. And I do apologize. We had filled up by then. We gave so, you like two weeks, man. Yeah. Well, you know, people wait to the last minute. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, next up, Kenny. Has two in each. All right. So Kenny's two in the men's are number 16 and number 21. All right. And in the women's, he's got number nine and number 14. All right. Next up, Brett with two in each. All right. And I'm doing my best to shake them up, but not shake them up enough that, like, they fall on the floor, which has happened to me before, right? Yeah. All right. So Brett, in the men's, has number 26 and number 30. Oh, number 30. All right. And in the women's? In the women's, he's got number two and number 15. All right. Next up, DJ. All right. Before we even continue... Based on those numbers alone, I'm calling it that Brett is winning both of them. You think so? I, I like I like his numbers a lot. I mean, I don't think Phil's coming in at 30. I think, I think Phil's, Phil's coming in at number 30. Nah, I mean, I'm not saying he's coming in at number one, but I can see Phil being at like 22 or something like that. Maybe even 28, you know, my pick. Mm-hmm. But DJ, men's. In the men's, he's got number 14. And in the women's, he's got number 11. 
So we know that Damian Priest will be number 14 in the men's. You can just go ahead and write in Damian Priest on your spreadsheet if you want. I was going to make a joke about that, but no. <laughs> uh, next up, the Royal Rumbler herself, Michelle, with one each. All right. In the men's, she's got number 24. And in the women, she's got number 21. All right. Next up, one apiece, we have Jess. Frequent caller to the show. Okay, all right. So, in the men's, Jess has number 10. And in the women's, number one. Oh, all right, interesting. Yes. Uh, next up, the ultimate opportunist, Marcus, with two in each. All right. Mr. Marcus wins too much, if you ask me. I'll just say that. He's a jam-up guy. What are you going to do? He's a jam-up guy. Uh, he's got number nine. And number 27 in the men's. All right. You know what's going to happen? He has 27 in the men's. I have 28. Somehow they're going to announce that in advance. One of them is going to be Phil, and it's going to be flip-flop the day of. (laughs) And in the women's, he's got number 8 and number 27. 27. So he's got 27 in both. You have 21. I have 22. Uh Uh-huh. Next up, Tim. Mr. Tim with one apiece. Mr. Tim. In the men's, he's got number 19. And in the women's, he's got 25. 25. All right. Next up, with two in each, hate your kids. All right. In the men's, he's got number seven and number 25. And in the women's, 13 and 18. 13 and 18. All right. Next up, our, our what, what do we call it? Our hype man, hype man, Kevin Hellions, one apiece. Okay. In the men's, he's got number one. Ooh. I mean, it's in interesting. The women, in the women's, he's got number three. All right. I feel like you're better off even like with number one than you are just like, oh, number 13 or some weird in the middle number. It's it's so difficult. You know, like I said, like one, two, three, I think are good numbers and 27 to 30 are good numbers. Yeah. Uh, next up with two in each, Maddie Treats. Okay. And again, something similar, again, similar to what Mr. Marcus had in the men's. He's got number 17 and number 23. And in the women's, he's got number 17 and 24. Okay, 17, 24. Uh, Next up, one of our mysterious benefactors of this show, Jay Gold with two each. Okay. All right, again, good numbers for the men's. He's got number three and number 29. Okay. Women's, a crapshoot, he's got 16 and 28. 28's not so bad. i uh, complaining. Yep. Uh, Monsoon Classic with one each. Monsoon Classic. I miss seeing uh, Mike. And again, happy here, just the way that things get pulled. Uh, in the women's, or in the men's, rather, men's first, he's got number five. And in the women's, he's got number 30. Oh, all right. Uh, next up, Ben El Pasco. 
Go subscribe to his YouTube channel, which I can't remember the name of it. He does those pop culture things. The Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth one was awesome. Uh, in the men's, he's got number 22. And in the women's, he's got number four. All right. One apiece, Ben's girlfriend. He bought nice. a ticket for her. That was very nice. Rope them into watching the uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, so Ben's girlfriend in the men's has number 15. And in the women's, number 12. Number 12. All right. Next up, Mike from Virtual Pros. All right. In the men's, he's got number six. And in the women's, number 22. All right. And you knew somebody was going to do this, but Ed only bought one, and it was in the men's. So what is Ed's men's selection? Lucky 13. All right. And helping us out of a jam, we have Daniel Silverthorne taking the, the women's spot. That Ed didn't want. Daniel got number 23. All right. Next up, Matt. Matt Derline from uh, Chicken Salad Podcast has one in each. All right. In the men's, Matt has number 18. And in the women's, he's got number six. All right. One each, Stefani. Okay. In the men's, number eight. And in the women's, 29. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, coming down to the wire, the uh, the person that I enlist for the hard graphic design from the show, Derek, with one each. Uh, in the men's, number 11. And in the women's, number 19. All right. So for the last one, one okay. in each. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, is for our Patreon people. So if your pick comes through, if the, this number comes through, I will then do a randomizer of any patrons that are in good standing. We're going to randomly pick one, and they will win the entire kitty from this uh, rumble. Now, obviously, it's difficult to follow along and everything else like that. But what are the odds of this happening? In both the men's and the women's, it's number 20. Really? Yes. Well, that's that's actually pretty easy for for anybody who's maybe not bought into the pool but is also a patron. You know, they could just root for 20 in both of them. Right. Oh, can you imagine if 21 oh, – well, obviously, the number 20 is not going to win in both rumbles, but you never know. Yeah, stranger I'd, things have happened. Yeah, I'd have to do two raffles. I mean, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. So there you go. Um, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll have the sh- I have the sheet here. Um, I'll probably post a list up if you're a patron in the Patreon as well. I'll message everyone individually. And, you know, if you're listening to the show, you're listening. You know, right? Yeah. Good and, luck to uh, everybody. Yep, yeah, good luck. Um, you know, may uh, the fortunes favor you. I feel okay with my men's picks. Women's picks, I'm not so, but I'm, again, if somebody wants to do some side action that I think Brett's going to win one, if not both of them, um, let's do it. Oh, I mean, I got 28 in the men's, 26 in the women's. I'm mm-hmm. bringing, I'm bringing home 300 bucks. Actually, I already have the money, so I'm just keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I agree. Now, this is, this is what it's all been building to. This is our third year of doing this, fourth year of doing this, whatever. Yeah. 
and uh, Adam's... time something good happens to me, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you very much for listening. This was uh, Add Odds with Wrestling 277. Uh, for Adam, this is Joe saying be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.